Well, women, I hope that you take advantage of that. Take advantage of that. Go down, have a great time. Uh, uh, grow uh, with each other in friendship and with the Lord. Uh, please make, make yourself available for that, if at all possible. Uh, you know, it is so good to be back. It is really good to be back with you. Uh, we put in uh, around 5,000, maybe 6,000, somewhere in between five and 6,000 miles since the last time you saw us. And uh, we had a great time. But man, I'm telling you, there's lots of windshield time. And I'm thinking about you guys. I'm thinking about you. And I'm thinking, oh man, I, I wish I was with my peeps today, you know? Uh, those kinds of things. You all are my peeps, and, and uh, man, I love you guys. I love being here, and uh, it's so much fun. Are you guys ready to get back into the unmodern family today? Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but this series has been like filled with tension for me. Has it been filled with tension for you? Uh, I mean, this, this, we started this whole unmodern series... And we're just saying to, to, to Christians in our church and in our community, hey, uh, we're going to stand for kingdom value when it comes to family. We're not going to just uh, uh, spoon feed ourselves whatever the culture is feeding us in regards to, to what the family is all about. And we started, you remember, we started uh, very firmly uh, like this is marriage. This is between a man and a woman. And, and we challenged all of us with that. And, and, then, we, and then we said uh, that day, we said, said, hey, you know what? If you're married, stay married, right? Remember that? And uh, we called each other to that kind of level of value and accountability. And, uh, and then the next week, the next week, it didn't get any easier for the guys, right, guys? I mean, it just didn't. I mean, filled with tension, right? I, I called husbands. I said, guys, we have to sacrifice, right? The way Christ sacrificed, for his church. Remember that? Guys are like, I don't want to remember that. Uh, remember? I mean, it's filled with tension. And you go home and your wife is, you're riding in the car and she's like, you know, you should be sacrificing for me. And, uh, and if she's not saying it, she's thinking it, right? Uh, she's, <laughs> she, she's thinking, you, you ought to be sacrificing for me. Uh, this marriage would be better if you were sacrificing for me, right? And then the next week, uh, last week I happened to be here, I said, I said this crazy thing. I got back in my car afterwards, and I, I what was I saying? Uh, wives submit to your husbands. Remember that? And we talked through all of that. And, and that, those words are just filled with tension, aren't they? I mean, because wives, you know, like you got in the car and said, you know, you should be sacrificing for me. And, and, and husbands got in the car. You, yeah, that's right. You should be submitting to me. And, 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 and there's tension there. Like, have you ever like, taken a rubber band and just stretched it? Stre like there's energy in this rubber band. Like there's a little physics lesson right here, right? There's energy in this rubber band. Now, I didn't bring a real big one just in case I snap myself. Uh, it won't hurt too badly, and I won't cry in front of you all. But, but if you take a rubber band and stretch it, there's tension here, right? There's potential energy. Now, there's potential energy to do something harmful and wrong, and there's potential energy to do something great, right? I can wrap something up. I can tie it together. Uh, I can bind something together. Uh, this unmodern series is bringing tension into your life, and I want you to know that I'm okay with that, okay? 
I'm here to bring tension into your family so that you can be bound together with Christ, so that you can be bound together with the kind of values that the kingdom has, right? So if you feel the tension in this series, good! That means that something is happening inside of you and you're, you're being hopefully drawn to make the kind of choices that Christ would have you make about the kingdom. And I'm, I'm adding tension this morning to your kids' lives. Parents, are you excited about that? Not only do they, you get some tension, your kids get some tension. You see, the question of the text this morning is really quite simple. What kind of role do kids play in the family? What kind of responsibility do they have in the family as fellow Christ followers? You remember like uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul is, is talking to the family and he has established it by saying, hey, hey, if you are filled with the Spirit of Christ, if you have walked through the waters of baptism, right, if Christ is upon your life, then, then you have responsibility uh, as a family member in how you relate to other family members. You have a role to play. So, so what is the role for you kids? I wanted you here this morning. I wanted all of you here this morning. I wanted you, especially if you have yearnings to know Christ, to, uh, to just hear the word of the Lord and say, what is my role in my family? Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? It's in Ephesians chapter 5. Or, uh, excuse me, in Ephesians chapter 6. Out of, he's, he's come out of chapter 5. He's talked about husbands and wives and families. And now he's going to address the kids. Are you ready for this, kids? All right. If you don't have a Bible, go ahead and grab one. There's a Bible in front of you, page 816, Ephesians chapter 6. And Paul, Paul's going to... Lay it out, the role, the responsibility for being a kid. What's my role and responsibility for being a kid? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. The the text is going to tell us the duty, the role, the responsibility of being a kid. Here it is. Chapter 6, verse 1. Children. Children. Nope. When he addresses children here, kids, by the way, this is, this is all of you who are in your parents' house. If you're in your parents' house, living by your parents' rules, right? You're not grown up yet, although you might think you are. This is you. God's Word is addressing you. So pay attention. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And then he says this crazy thing, verse 4, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. What's the role? What's the responsibility of being a kid in a Christian home? If you are in Christ, if you have a desire as a kid to to be in Christ, what's your role? What's your responsibility? He he says it pretty clearly. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. 
Now, I, I did some study and I looked at the original language when it came to obey. Now, kids, listen, listen. Obey in the original language, right? It has this, it has this really interesting nuance. Here's what it means. Do what your parents say. That's, that's what it means. Do what your parents say. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. This is a fairly simple thing. Kids, you know what it is to obey and disobey. And when he says obey in the Lord, here's what Paul is saying. Here's what God's word is saying to you, to your hearts, to those of you who desire to know God and walk in Him, right? That you treat your parents with the same kind of obedience that you would treat God if He were your parent. If God were Himself, were standing in front of you, that you would respond to your parent the way you would Jesus if He were standing in front of you. Here's what that means. Are you ready? So you're in the pool. How many of you like going to the pool on nice hot summer days? And you're in the pool and you have swam. I mean, you have swam all day. You're like a giant prune in the water, okay? And your mom pulls up and she says, what, what does she say? It's time to get out. It's time to get out of the pool. It's time for you to go. We have to go eat dinner. We have to go to a ball game, right? And, and you, you want to do this. You want to say, but, but I just got here and I'm having fun and I want to come back. And Children, obey your parents. Translation, do what they ask you to do as if Jesus himself were asking it of you. Right? Now, now how many of you, some of you kids have siblings, and I know all about siblings. I had one. I have two kids of my own. And uh, sometimes siblings, like, like uh, they, they do things, right? They fight. Any, anybody out there know what I'm talking about? Uh, children, sometimes with their siblings, their brother or sister, they, they, they like to, to fight with each other, you know? Like there might be this toy, there might be this object, right? That, that, that if you're the older one, you have not touched in probably 18 years. You're not that old, but you're at least 18 months, okay? 18 months. You, you have not touched this thing. And, and, and all it takes, all it takes, it, your sibling comes along and, and touches this thing and starts carrying it around. And, and all of a sudden, like this becomes your most prized possession, doesn't it? Like, that's mine. And your, and your parent, your parents are there. You need to learn to what? Share. You need to share. Students, kids who are living under the, the house of your parents, who have a desire to know God and to live according to what God's word says, obey your parents. Now, maybe you're not a little kid anymore. Maybe you're not in elementary school. Maybe you're like in the upper echelon of like junior high. And you're going to get together with some of your friends and, and, uh, and, and, and it's time to go to a movie. And you're saying, I'm going to get together with these friends and we're going to go out to a movie and uh, you got to drop me off and, you know, drop me off, by the way, like three blocks before you get to my friend's house 
I need some money, so we hand some over. And your, your, your dad says, hey, uh, it's cool that you're going to the movie, but I just I don't want you watching this. Because it doesn't have the kind of content in it that I want you seeing. But dad, all my friends are going to this. This isn't really important to me. You realize what socially you're going to do to me? I love you enough to tell you that you can't do this right now. I'm saying no. And, and if you, as a student, as a kid, have a desire to follow the Lord, the word of the Lord says, children, obey your parents. Now, there's two ways that you can obey, right? There's two ways that you can obey. There's the duty, there's the behavior, right? It starts there. We have to have some kind of, uh, of, uh, of acceptance that, that you have heard us and your behavior is going to change, right? So, so we start saying, uh, do any of you kids like have chores that you don't like, like all of them, right? You, you have chores, right? Now, now, in our house, we give our kids chores. Like They have a responsibility as being a part of our household to, to do certain things. And, and one, of them, one of them is you have to feed the pets. Okay? Uh, and maybe, maybe you have similar rules in your house. Like, we have a dog, so, so one of our kids uh, has to feed the dog. Right? And maybe you have to feed the dog. Maybe you have to feed the fish. Maybe you have to feed the cat. Maybe you have to go out in the yard and pick up the yard bombs. I don't know what it is for you, but, but you have a chore, most likely, that is yours. You have to own it. And you've come and you've listened to this message and you're like, uh, Pastor Mike says I have to obey because God says so. And I have to treat you as if you're Jesus right in front of me. And I don't like it, but I'm going to do it, right? And, and so there is this obedience uh, that is just behavior. I'm going to do this. This is my duty. I have to do it. I don't want to do it. And so I'm going to do it, but I don't want to do it. And I'm going to be mad about it the whole time, right? Parents, have you, have you noticed that sometimes in your kid, once in a while? And there's this thing that comes over them. They're angry and they're upset and they're irritated that you would make them do anything at all. Those are parents laughing, not kids. Now there's duty, and you had to have that. But students, kids, children, what God is asking for is not just duty. Now, this is a good lesson for all of us, isn't it? When God calls us to something, He's not calling us just to dutifully go about the role, to, to go about the kind of behavior. He's saying, I want more than that. I want the desire too. Now, here's the hard part, students. Kids. Obey. Obey not just in duty, not just in behavior, but in desire as well. 
that you would show your parents the kind of love, the kind of respect, the kind of obedience that if Jesus himself were standing in front of you, you would follow. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, now, Paul's not done. Paul's not done. Now, for everybody in the room, everybody, uh, there is this question uh, that, that, that always comes up when we talk about children obey your parents, right? You, you know what it is. Some of, you, some of you are already thinking it. Well, when do I not have to obey my parents, right? Uh, some of you who are younger are thinking that, and some of you who are older are thinking, well, when is it okay for me not to obey mom and dad? Well, the context here again is Paul talking to, to children who are, who are part of their, their immediate family. They're under the, uh, the rule and the authority of the father and mother, okay? Uh, the, the clearest view of Scripture that we have is that, uh, that you stop obeying, per se, uh, the rule of your mother and father when you're married. You leave and cleave. That's the idea of Scripture, right? The, the two will will go away from their family and become one to their own, and, and they now become a family, right? That, that's the idea. But Paul, Paul throws this in there. He, he doesn't just say, children, obey your parents in the Lord. He says, honor your father and mother. Now, this is for everybody in the room. Maybe you've been out of your parents' home for a long, 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 long time. Joel and I were just reminiscing the other day. I said, do you realize that we've been married now as long as we were alive in our parents' home? Crazy. You see, obedience may stop in the sense of I have to do exactly whatever my parents say. But honor never ends. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. What does it mean to honor? What does it mean to honor your father and mother? I'll give you a couple examples. I'm using Dave Carlson as an example, uh, not because of, of an accident that happened yesterday, but because he, he just exudes something of what it means to honor. You see, Nancy's parents came to live with them. And this is an honor. You see, is it always easy to, to invite your uh, older parents to, to come and live with you? No, I'm sure that there are moments filled with tension. But they are saying, I am going to honor them by loving them and inviting them into my home. Honor. It never ends doesn't matter how old or how young your parents get. You, you always have to honor them. Uh, we honor sometimes uh, in our country a couple times a year, don't we? Father's Day and Mother's Day. And generally on those days we write cards and write nice things to our parents. Uh, what, if, what if we really treated our parents, uh, whatever age they might be, uh, with the kind of honor that comes on those two Sundays every day? Uh, what kind of awkwardness uh, would that begin to alleviate with our parents? What if we began to communicate with them regularly, regardless of how they might feel about decisions that I've made? 
What if I, I made sure that I'd text my mom and just, because she's my mom, say, hey mom, I, I just wanted you to know that we made it home safe. You realize moms always want to know that their kids are safe. And so I can do some little things just to begin to say, Mom, Dad, I honor you. I love you. I was thinking of you today. And so regardless of whether you're 9 or 90, we have an opportunity to honor father and mother. Now, here's the really cool thing, kids. Now, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Because this kind of obedience comes with a promise that you cannot believe. Are you ready for this? He says, the Word of God is going to tell us that there is a promise that's out of this world. Are you ready for this? There's a promise that God Himself is giving to students, to kids who, who obey and honor. Are you ready for this? Look at what it says, verse 3. It will go, that it may go well with you, honor your father and mother, that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, there's all sorts of commentators that say all sorts of different things about this particular end of the verse, but here, here's what I think he's saying. Y'all remember the, the, uh, uh, the Star Trek episode? Maybe some of you are Star Trek fans. And there's Spock, you know, Spock, pointy ears, Spock. And he says, live long and prosper, okay? Paul is saying, obey and prosper, I do not know exactly what Paul is getting at when he says, enjoy long life on the earth. I don't know if this means like if you honor your parents and you obey them, that you're going to have great health and, and, uh, and, and you get to live a whole long time on the earth. Or if what he's saying is, you will have full life on the earth. And that if you obey and honor your parents... That you will be saved the awkward tension of old arguments coming up later in life. That you will be saved the awkwardness with your parents of, of whether or not to help them because of decisions that you made in not obeying them or not honoring them. Maybe he's saying, as long as you live on the earth, your life will be full when you obey and honor your parents. And there's this last little thing, this last little thing in verse 4. Fathers, he points to you. And he says, after saying, obey, kids, obey and, and honor, he says this. He says, don't exasperate your children. Instead, train them up in the Lord. Here's what he's saying. Don't give them an excuse not to love Jesus. Instead, inspire them to want to obey. Have you ever worked for someone? Have you ever been taught by someone that every moment you step into their classroom, every moment that you step under their tutelage, you're like, man, I want to be like them. Paul is saying, fathers, be so much like Jesus that your kids would be inspired to be like you and they would want to obey. 
Children, obey and prosper. Let's pray. Gracious God, I thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you for your word. And I pray, Father, that as tension just fills our life, uh, that we will use it to come closer to you. That that energy which it creates would cause us to, to, to answer the kinds of questions we're, we're being posed with about whether to obey or to rebel, whether to honor or to uh, dishonor. Uh, I pray, Father God, that, that those kinds of things, this tension would lead us to do right. And Father, whatever this promise means, whatever this blessing is in the text, Father, we would know it comes from you and it's good. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.